everyone. This is Pete Van Epps, and welcome to the Canberra Brooks Podcast. In this episode, episode six, I interview Julie Wilson. Julie is the marketing director at Textron Systems. Uh, she is a former Army officer, intelligence officer, who transitioned back in 2013, has had a successful, very successful career within Textron. And so in this episode, we talk about the value of having an action-oriented professional mentality. We dig into appreciating the leadership landscape of a company and then finally get into some fun conversation about balancing the complexities of work and personal life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a transitioning military officer, I encourage you to go to our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. We also have lots of social media presence on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, so you can go find us there. Um, we also have um, some videos on YouTube, primarily testimonial videos and a couple of how-to videos. So if you're interested in learning more about who we are and perhaps learning more about a transition from the military, I encourage you to go check out our book, PCS to Corporate America. You can find it on Amazon. It's in uh, paper copy as well as digital version, so you can download that. All right, let's get on to the show. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Julie Wilson. Julie, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the Camera Brooks Podcast. Really take, uh, and appreciate you taking a couple of minutes out of your day to uh, spend time with, uh, with me and with those who listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's kind of launch right into it. You know, one of the things I think people want to hear about when they're listening to this podcast is really hearing your a little bit about your military background, and then we can talk about your transition, but, but hearing a little bit about your military background, because that's a lot of times what those who listen to this podcast kind of latch on to. So maybe you could spend a minute or two just talking about what you did in the military before you transitioned out. Sure, Absolutely. Um, so I was uh, an Army officer um, by way of ROTC at Johns Hopkins University. Um, when I was branching, I uh, was, was dual branched into military intelligence, um, starting out in the CBRNE Corps. Um, as a lieutenant in the Army, I had the privilege of uh, leading two different platoons, um, both in the chemical defense world. Um, uh, and both working in uh, like chemical reconnaissance. Um, as a platoon leader, I had the opportunity to lead about 22 soldiers and NCOs, um, worked through uh, an organizational transformation in that job, deployed that unit to Kuwait and Iraq um, in a consequence management mission. Uh, coming back from that deployment, I worked uh, in staff in operations for about a year before transitioning over to military intelligence. Uh, and then as an intel officer, I worked with um, a counter IED and combat engineering unit uh, that did all the IED exploitation work uh, in Afghanistan um, and a lot of the trend analysis, intelligence analysis for that whole theater, uh, working at Task Force Paladin. Um, you know, fantastic opportunities to to work different staff and direct leadership jobs across about six and a half years of active duty service uh, with the Army. And uh, I, I transitioned um, off of active duty after that last deployment to, uh, to Afghanistan in about uh, 2013, June of 2013. 
June of 13, and you went to you went to originally work for Textron, but specifically, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, specifically at Cessna Aircraft. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Okay, so w when you transition, why'd you why'd you go to Cessna? What was it about that company that really drew you? And then and then what did you start doing? What was what was your first role? Uh, yeah, so obviously I'm on this podcast because I transitioned through Cameron Brooks. Um, so I guess let me talk about that experience. Um, I I went to a conference about a month and a half before my last day uh, in the army. Uh, so right before I was starting terminal leave, and um, I didn't you know I didn't quite know what exactly I wanted to pursue. Um, I had this idea in my mind that I was going to you know, go back to the East Coast, um, work in business analysis, you know, maybe consulting, maybe some sort of financial analysis. Um, my degree is in applied mathematics, so I was hoping to kind of get back to core, that core analysis, business operations analysis um, work. And I, it's, it's funny, you know, I, uh, I do kind of think I am one of those Cameron Brooks poster children. Of, they, all, they always say, you know, don't, um, don't limit yourself geographically. Uh, explore all opportunities, you know, that they put in front of you, um, and I did, and that's exactly what happened coming out of that conference uh, in in Charlotte, North Carolina, in April of 2013. Um, I explored all opportunities um, all across the country. Um, concentrated definitely on the East Coast, but there was one opportunity with Cessna Aircraft Company in Wichita, Kansas, of all places, um, and I decided to pursue that as one of my follow-up interviews. And um, and my decision to go with Cessna was really based on what I saw in that immediate opportunity, but also what I saw um, as far as uh, you know career potential with not only with Cessna but with Textron as a whole, which is the parent company of Cessna. Um, so I I saw that opportunity as one that I would have regretted passing up, and because I felt that way about that opportunity, I knew that it was the right one. To go with the hard yes rather than uh, you know an easy yes if that makes right. sense yeah of course so so you know you're you're from the uh, east coast and the in the uh, Maryland area and all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of Kansas in Wichita working mm -hmm. for Cessna like what what was that first year like for you um, mm -hmm. you know in, you know kind of in a in a new place in a new company and trying to establish yourself what were you thinking about? What were you trying to do in that first year out of the military working for a Cessna aircraft company? Yeah, working um, working in a new place, a new location geographically, uh, that certainly didn't bother me, um, as it probably wouldn't bother anybody transitioning out of the military. You know, you're quite mobile. You adapt easily. Uh, the same thing applies to moving with a corporation, I feel. Picking up that first job, um, my role was to be a manager of business development for Cessna. Um, that was the the title on the on the letter, the offer letter to me. Right. Um, and the thing that immediately related to that task was um, working a strategy to develop new business within a specific industry segment. Um, it incorporated some analysis. It incorporated kind of your own little micro business plan, and it involved working uh, within our marketing and strategy organization, but also uh, forging relationships with our global sales team. 
and working with them to formulate strategies that they also were going to be on board with. Um, in, my, in my first year with Cessna, uh, I started doing that. I, I kind of created my um, business plan. I started executing different events and different strategic um, partnerships to progress our relationships with industry. But I also lived through a lot of turmoil and a lot of chaos within Cessna. Um, it was, you know, the back half of 2013, the economy had not fully recovered. Um, I was a new manager with, um, yeah, I would say good leadership skills that were recognized by the company. Um, they needed people who were going to be change agents and action oriented. And during that first year, uh, myself and my other two um, colleagues and friends who also came out of Cameron Brooks, we were actually asked to pick up a lot of other responsibilities um, in addition to, uh, you know, that, that one description of managing a business development strategy. So, you know, I'll just wrap this up by saying in that first year, the things that we were doing to differentiate ourselves um, were things that I think are kind of natural in a, in a military service environment of, of being action-oriented, um, planning, strategizing, um, formulating the specific action items that need to take place in order to, to reach a goal. Um, and, uh, and we also you know, never refused a tasking. So things came up as business priorities and um, you know, if, if you volunteer or if you're asked to do something and, you know, you take it on with, with no pushback, um, those are the sorts of things that in a high-pressure, high-stakes uh, high business environment are absolutely appreciated and welcomed by your, yeah. by your business leadership. And maybe that's the connecting. You know, I wanted, I wanted to try to figure out how to connect. So, you know, Julie Miller, transitioning Army intelligence officer, and then within your first year, I mean, you're using, you know, concepts and ideas that are a little bit foreign, at least um, specific to your business, to someone who maybe is still in the military. You're talking about analysis and business plans and working with the marketing and strategy organization and building relationships with the global sales force. I mean, that sounds fantastic. How, you know, how did you help me understand like the the bridge that or bridge or perhaps bridges that you crossed to really embrace a lot of these concepts and functions that that you know in the first year you're very you've been very successful at your time at Textron and and how did you get to a place where you're transitioning intel officer and now you're involved in you know marketing and global sales teams and the whole thing how did that work what did that look like you know certainly um Every business environment is different, and you have to, I think, quickly understand the business landscape, the political landscape within a business. You know, not only the the business processes, but also the people that are important to, um, you know, supporting your ideas and your objectives. And I think that uh, you know, in Wichita in particular, um, it definitely had that you know Midwestern appeal of uh, helpfulness, you know, um, cooperation, uh, people, just salt of the earth kind of people. And, and as an outsider coming in, having a perspective of, hey, I know I have a lot to learn, but also having the confidence to say, I have a lot to give, too. Um, and knowing that you could be part of 
the solutions that the company was looking for, um, but also coming from that you know, position of humility, working with people who have been in the business for so long um, and learning from them and being um, appreciative and grateful of all of the things that they have to offer to you. Um, that's definitely something that I, I learned very quickly and, um, and helped me be successful in that first year. Um, and then, you know, any business landscape, you know, absolutely has a ton of parallels to the military world. Um, you know, taking a problem, a mission, and breaking it down into its phases. Um, knowing that, you know, you need a lot of different supporting elements to see your plan or your idea come to fruition. Uh, you know, in the military, we call those staff functions, right? In in business, mm -hmm. they're same kind of concept, like functional areas. And so, being in that um, that position of of being in the marketing department, um, anybody in marketing works with every single facet of the business, whether it's um, you know business operations, sales, legal, um, IT. You know, everybody. There's there's this element of understanding. Uh, of how those functions come together. You know, I want to go back to something you said. I read a blog post the other day about office politics. And, I, you know, what's funny, when I hear <laughs> office politics, I automatically, you know, it kind of carries this negative connotation, oh, office politics, you know, I don't want to get involved in office politics. But the way that the author had written it was he, the, what he was trying to get across was that um, success in business isn't only about um, results and working hard and driving for results. Obviously, that's a huge component or a huge part of that equation. But there's mm -hmm. this all. There's also another huge component to successful um, growth in a company. Um, and you know, again, it's still hard for me to overcome the word politics or office politics. Right. But he was describing. You know this. This you know having the the ability to appreciate the inner workings of a company and decision makers and building bridges and uh, developing relationships with key members of the business. And so you know you're talking about um, you know the political landscape within your company and you know understanding that a lot of the people, especially in Wichita, had a certain way about them. Can you go mm -hmm. a little bit deeper into that though? What are what are some of the experiences that you've had that perhaps are a little bit different. I mean, you've been promoted three promotions in, in a little over three years. So again, it's extremely successful. But what type of, you know, interaction or what kind of interplay did you have with, quote, office politics that, that perhaps you weren't expecting or that a, that a military officer isn't really um, aware of at this point? Uh, like you said, Pete, I think you know every organization has some sort of politics, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a negative connotation. Um, understanding, um, you know, the people landscape of any organization um, is something that, if you appreciate it and you understand it, it can work to your advantage rather than working against you. Um, I will say one piece of feedback that uh, every single military officer in Wichita got in that first year uh, after transitioning was, hey, you're a little too direct. <laughs> um, you know, you might want to soften yourself a little bit. And um, I think for me, I, I didn't really struggle with that at all. I definitely knew that I was, you know, on the scale of, um, of directness. I was maybe a little bit more, 
more direct the more directive center. But um, I, I'd kind of learned that communication style early on in my military career that you know you you want to be direct, but you also want to um, understand how your audience is going to perceive you. Um, and as a female army officer, I think I had an opportunity to learn that um, you know more poignantly. But um, yeah, so I guess the other thing about uh, the difference in the the people landscape, right, of corporate America uh, that's different from the military is um, you don't have a rigid chain of command like you do in the military. There is certainly is a reporting structure, right? Everybody has a boss. Um, a lot of people have direct reports, but in order to accomplish, yeah, you know, big business projects, you're going to be working cross-functionally with a lot of people. And you're probably going to be dealing with um, peers of your boss and even, you know, even your boss's boss. Um, so understanding how you fit into that and how the, you know, the people within any business, uh, you know, fit into any solution that you're trying to lead uh, is extremely important and when you figure out the people pieces mm. even before the actual process execution pieces it, it will help you you know, accelerate your success so much more that's great let me ask you a little bit about your path so far so you started as a manager business development for Cessna aircraft company um, I, I was just looking at your LinkedIn profile. You went from senior manager <laughs> to Textron Aviation, and now you're a marketing director at Textron Systems. So, can you just give us an idea of the path that you've been on over the, or since you made the transition? Uh, sure. I, I think that the, you know, the acceleration of titles, um, it was it was due to a lot of different factors. Um, you know. I, I think I did a pretty good job coming in that first year, but I also lived through um, a merger with Beechcraft. So, so like you said, I started with Cessna Aircraft Company. Textron bought Beechcraft that same year that I started. And uh, because I was decently well-known and um, had proven myself to to understand business analysis, have a strategic mind, I had forged good relationships with the global sales team and other folks, you know, across marketing and our business operations. During that merger, I was approached by my boss's boss and asked to um, to take that role as senior manager of a newly founded business development team. So I was able to take uh, the pieces from Cessna and the pieces from Beechcraft and formulate uh, a vision for how I wanted that team to come together and. Uh, the path that we would take, the missions that we would be responsible for, and uh, and then run with it. Um, that was a phenomenal job and experience, and I did that for about a year and a half. Um, and within within my company, Textron, and I think this is true of most corporations, um, the the broader business has a talent strategy. Um, where they do want to promote from within, they do want to, um, you know, hire young, bring people along, and um, and have them grow with the company. So, towards the end of uh, 2015, I guess it was, um, I 
or sorry, towards the beginning of 2015, I was called by Textron Systems. They had an opening for um, a director of marketing. And um, in our people management system, we have career files. Um, mine had been flagged because I had the, the veteran status and marketing, marketing and sales experience. And that fit very well with, with their business need of hiring somebody to be the director of marketing for um, a defense contracting oriented business. Gotcha. So, and that took um, you from Wichita to the back to the East Coast, did it not? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I had I kind of earmarked this business unit, Textron Systems. It's headquartered in Hunt Valley, Maryland, just north of Baltimore. You know, um, right smack in the middle of uh, both my my husband's family and my family, right. um, close to where we both went to school. So yeah. So when they called, it was something that I had to consider. Um, I wasn't necessarily ready to move or ready to leave the role that I. Um, was doing in Wichita and that team that I had kind of started and brought up. But um, we thought about it for a couple months and the position remained open. And um, in April of 2015, I uh, I made the move to go to Textron Systems. Now, was that hard because, you know, after leaving the military, you spend uh, time embracing um, uh, an industry and an aircraft industry and you know kind of every nuance associated with that as you're doing business development and now being a director marketing director at a different business unit with probably some similarities between the two but different in a lot of ways was that was it like starting over again you know new people new product new customer how challenging was that yeah, it, it was hard to leave the aviation industry because I felt like I knew it so well and I had gotten to that point in a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, but then coming over to Textron Systems, I, I, I was excited to take that role because I knew that there was a lot of value that I could bring to that business because of my military background and, and the fact that I had started um, – with a more commercial business, and it was actually something that Textron Systems was was really looking to infuse their business with a more commercially minded um, perspective to expanding our sales opportunity to you know commercial industries and uh, foreign government sales, knowing that the U.S. was sort of drawing down its um, defense spending. So uh, you know, I guess it was kind of. You know, definitely hard to leave the thing that I um, felt like I'd invested in and knew so well, but also right a little bit of that excitement to say, hey, I think I could really help this business move the needle a little bit more. Um, it's a very it's a very tough business to learn. Um, certainly, I understand the military customer, but the defense contracting world and and the business process that goes with that is um, is much more complex than I was bargaining for initially. So just just like any new job, right, you're going to there are going to be different growing pains, you know, you're going to have to, you know, first identify your knowns and your unknowns and then just fill your knowledge gaps. And um and this business here in Hunt Valley is uh I mean, it's exciting, it's very highly technical. Um and it also has a lot of different pieces and parts to it that are kind of spread out geographically. Okay. So that it makes it a challenge, but it also makes it, you know, a fun opportunity too. Okay, so now you're going, you're you're approaching and heading into your fourth year. What's changing gears on you here a little bit? What's uh, one of the biggest, or maybe the biggest surprises 
about corporate America that, that you weren't expecting when making a transition? Um, actually, the thing that surprised me the most, I've relayed this to many Cameron Brooks candidates you know, going through the process, um, and the surprise is just how badly corporate America needs you. <laughs> um, I think that there is a leadership gap in so many of our companies, and that cliff is, you know, it's even coming more rapidly as we're facing um, uh, baby boomer retirement in the next 10 years. Uh, you know, based off of economic situations, you know, layoffs and flow to hire in the early or in the mid to late uh, 2000s, um, there is a real critical gap in uh, the middle management segment of, of a lot of companies, and I think they're furiously trying to fill that as they're hoping to grow and expand. Um, so it's a that's great news, right? That that thing that was surprising to me is great news to anybody who's considering a transition right now because there should be plenty of opportunity for you to you know, take on challenging projects, succeed, um, and grow and promote within your company. Now, you, you've done some recruiting. Obviously, I know you've been back to a Cameron Brooks conference as a hiring manager uh, more than mm -hmm. once, and I'm sure you've done a fair amount of hiring, obviously, outside of the military in Cameron Brooks. When you're looking for an ideal candidate for the functions and roles that you're trying to fill, what are some of perhaps the intangibles that you try to identify above and beyond perhaps their analytical or functional skill? What are some of the things that really put a candidate over the top for you? Yeah, above the, the problem-solving analytical skills, um, I mean, when evaluating a, a candidate, the thing that will help a candidate you know, above, above all else is just having confident communication skills. You have to ha you have to be confident. You have to convey your message um, cleanly, but also um, try to be relaxed about it. <laughs> um, Which is hard to do when you're you know interviewing and trying to you know. It's extremely hard to do. Yeah, it's yeah. extremely hard to do. So I think that the people that just understand themselves the most and also have this right another intangible is like having that inherent interest and passion for knowledge, that comes out in um, in how candidates um, interact with the interviewer and ask questions of the interviewer at the end. If there so, is some, some actual um, uh, obvious interest in the industry and in the company, um, that will shine through in the quality of questions that you ask. Okay, that's good. Well, you know, here at Cameron Brooks, we have a preparation program and a, a reading list, and so I've got to ask you, what's the best book or podcast or blog you've uh, you've heard lately? <laughs> um, I laugh because my answer is going to be a little uh, unique to this podcast environment, but um, I'll start by saying, you know, the, the advice that Cameron Brooks gives you as a transitioning candidate, I've, I've kept in my personal and professional life now, um, you know, I continue to read Fortune magazine and Forbes magazine and Bloomberg, um, you know, mostly religiously, um, and that just helps me, you know, stay up to date on different business trends. Um, a lot of you know up and coming industry news. Uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy that. I don't feel like it's a professional chore. 
Um, but but I laugh because I have a six-month-old daughter, so a lot of my uh, current reading revolves around, uh, you know, what to expect in the first year and, uh, you know, happy sleep, happy baby kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, that's it. Yeah, and that's um, we had already talked about that. Certainly, that's fantastic, and congratulations. And so, how are you now? Then, you know, you transitioned, and obviously, we knew each other before you transitioned. So, you transitioned into a role where you know you're hard charging and development leadership and growing in the company. How are you now with a six-month-old baby? Um, you know, balancing the complexities of being a professional at Textron Systems and being a mom and all of the things that kind of go along with life in and, in and beyond mm -hmm. just being a leader in your company. How is that? How are you doing that? Yeah, there has been um, an incredible amount of change the last uh, three, four years. Um, you know, I got married. I've changed jobs three times. I've moved twice. <laughs> and uh, and now I have a child. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think I was um I think I was 28 when I was transitioning. Yeah, I was 28 years old. Um and it definitely crossed my mind of like like hey, this is a big change in my future. I hope to, you know, also pursue having a family and and how do you do that as a working professional um I'm with exactly like you said Pete with this idea of, you know, being on a development path. Um and, and I just go back to uh, kind of that decision of, of to take Cessna if, in the first place that, um, you know, if I didn't do it, I would regret it. I would, you know, always be wondering, you know, what, what could have been. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, working for this company um, has been and continues to be, you know, a lot of fun, a constant challenge, you know, new problems to tackle every day. And it's your professional life, right? But you don't have to sacrifice your personal life. Um, and I think that the civilian world and corporate America uh, understands that. And then they understand it a little bit better than the military. That um, you, know, you can be passionate about your job, but also have a family. And that's something that I think I was definitely apprehensive about um, as you know, a transitioning officer. But now as you know, a 31-year-old working mother, um, I can fully say that it's you know not only possible, but you know you're able to to thrive and to balance these things. Um, great. And my husband also was a Cameron Brooks um, alum, so we're ba we're balancing two careers. Um, we both started in Wichita. We we were fortunate to have the opportunity to move closer to family when we wanted to have a family of our own, and that has been a huge. Um, help to us, but um, you know. But again, that's that's the kind of thing that you know we followed. We followed the career choice early on, and it has worked for us, um, you right. know, geographically uh, to be closer to family now. You know, I talk about that. I, you know, uh, oftentimes when military officers are trying to transition, we we end up having conversation about geography and location and location preferences. And one of the things I I lean on is my own experience and. And like you, I, I, I moved around some and w wasn't in my ideal location initially. But one thing I, I feel confident in saying is, you know, establishing yourself in the business world and, and, 
in um, developing credibility gives you so much more leverage to navigate your career in a lot of different ways, not only in location, but professionally navigate it in a lot of different directions. I, I know you'll agree with that because we've been talking about it, but can you perhaps yeah. expand on that a little bit? I mean, have you, have you had the same, um, it sounds like you've had the same experience. Are you thinking about that the same way? Yeah, absolutely I am. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there could have been a bad career move. Um, I had an opportunity to, to stay with Textron Aviation in Wichita. Um, that would have been great, you know, but but moving to Textron Systems um, allowed me to kind of expand the breadth of my um, experience in a sure. strategic marketing role um, and work with a totally different business segment. Um, so, you know, so being open to kind of broadening your experience as well as, uh, you know, focusing on whether the things that are important to you, whether that's promotion or right. geographic preference. But there are all of those, you know, all of those different experiences that, you know, broaden or strengthen your base of experience will help you in the long run. Yeah, it's really great advice. All right, so speaking of advice, and last question, and then... Uh, and then we'll land the plane, so to speak. Um, what, what's the uh, what's the best advice you've given lately, and what's the best advice you've received lately? So, best advice that I've given recently. Um, it's the summer, and every summer we welcome interns into our fold. Um, so, I think that you know any advice that I could give to a college intern would probably apply to uh, a transitioning military officer too, um, starting out in the corporate world. Um, and that's just that everything comes down to um, your attitude um, and your and your attitude in the workplace and your attitude towards uh, you know accepting challenging roles, working with different types of people from from different backgrounds and um, and just being open to to taking on uh, new and additional responsibilities when they come your way. Um, I always tell my interns that if you're being asked to do something and you're you're kind of being stretched a little too far, that's a good thing. Um, you should always feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, advice that I've received lately, just a couple weeks ago, uh, I was asked to to take on um, kind of leading a, a business process change, and it is a little bit unrelated to anything that I was previously responsible for as the director of marketing for this company. But having a lot of access to um, my executive leadership team here at Textron Systems, um, I was sitting down with our senior vice president of, of business operations and we were talking about how different people that are responsible for implementing the change in their respective business units um, were perceiving it. And I remember um, commenting about, you know, somebody's response to something I had said, and and this woman, our, our senior vice president, um, has a psychology background, and she reminded me how everyone everyone comes from a different perspective, um, and everybody has different goals when they get into a group conversation about things. Uh, and it makes it very challenging. But if you can kind of understand at a minimum 
the different you know, psychological perspectives that, that different people might have in a group setting, it can help you tailor your message to, uh, to be better received and heard um, by each of those individuals. Wow. Yep, that is, uh, that is phenomenal advice. Wow, that, that's really great. Um, okay, well, Julie, uh, it, it, you sound incredible. It sounds like the experiences that you've been gaining over the course of your time in the business world thus far have been pretty darn amazing, and, um, and I'm overly impressed with your success thus far. I sincerely appreciate the time and uh, perspective that you have given me and given those who listen to this podcast, and uh, thank you so much for being on with me today. Thanks for having me. I hope to see you at another conference soon.